Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. It's that time of week. Green light on Premier Racing heading to the Meadows for Metropolitan Premier Racing. Terrific night ahead as well. 12 races, plenty of winners to be found. And the good news is after two weeks of poxy recordings, we've got our uh, great co-host back on the line, back by popular demand, I think they say. Corey Smith, welcome back, mate. Oh, poxy recordings, that's a bit harsh, James. I mean, we tried our best to align our... Uh our, our very busy schedules, but we're, we're back on board, which hopefully we can find the listeners plenty of winners because that's what we're here today. Well, the funny thing is, mate, I've been on holidays, so my schedule was open, <laughs> but you, Corey, on the other hand, you're a wanted man these days. Yeah, we can't all work hard like you and head up to Noosa for, for a week or so, mate. But uh, no, we've been busy, we've been busy, but uh, no, we're, we're getting getting back into it. So like I said, plenty of winners to be found. There's 12 to find on Saturday night. It wasn't just all pleasure for me up at Noosa. I had a brainstorming session and I thought, what do we need on the Green Light On Premier Racing podcast? And here it is. Green Light On Premier Racing quiz time. <laughs> oh, if that doesn't warm you up on a Friday morning, Corey, I'm not sure what will. A new stinger, a new segment. It's quiz time on the Green Light On Premier Racing podcast. What do you think? Oh, gee whiz, now I'm nervous. <laughs> The palms are sweaty, the knees are weak, but uh, excited to go. Let's see what happens. The funny thing is the listeners would have thought that, you know, being a co-host, I would have let you know that this was going to happen, but I, I kept it completely open. You had no idea this was coming. Absolutely no idea. This is a real test of my uh, limited knowledge. Well, the good thing is you'll probably win because it's a UVU at the moment. Um, but what I'll ask you to do is just take a moment before saying your name as the buzzer, which would be Corey. Um, and then that gives the, the listeners at home a, a chance to play along. It's a three-question quiz to start off. We won't do this every single week, but when the timing's right, we'll pop one in. But first question, and it relates to the Saturday night meeting at the Meadows. Which greyhound has the most prize money of any greyhound at the meeting? Oh, this is a tough one. How, how long do I need to... Uh, you can't scroll through and work it out. You just have to give me an answer. Have no, no, it. I, think I've got, I think I've got the answer, but I've uh, given enough time. All Name? Right. Corey. Yes. So I'll go with Equalizer. Tick. Very, very nice. What a great way to start the quiz. Second part of the question, this is question two, how much prize money does Equalizer have? And please do not have him open on the computer. No, I don't actually have him open on the computer. I'd, look, I'd guess around 400000 but that's that's... That's a guess. That's very, very much a guess. We'll give that a tick as well. Four hundred and twenty-one thousand one. Uh, sorry, four hundred and twenty thousand one hundred and twenty dollars. Obviously, the Group One in Brisbane being the, the the real win for him, and he just loves an inside draw. He's got the red uh, race number six, box one tomorrow night. Third and final question on the new segment is: How much prize money combined do the seven runners in the free for all race six have at the Meadows tomorrow night? Oh, I'm gonna. I'm, I need your buzzer. I need your buzzer. Oh, Corey. Yes, you. I'm Corey. Gonna say, I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm glad I have to say my buzzer. <laughs> when I'm the only contestant in this quiz. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say around the million dollar mark because I know Do It's in there and he's a Group One winner as well. So I was. I'll, uh, I was a I'll little surprised. Honestly, I was surprised. I looked at the field field of seven. So you're missing a greyhound. So I thought maybe maybe pushing a mill. You're, I'm gonna give you a wrong and no. Um, it was probably going to be a multiple choice question, but I forgot to give you the multiple choice. Uh, a was one million to one point one. B yep. was one point 
One to one point two. The quiz is falling apart. One point three to one point four, and one point four to one point five. That was uh, what would that be? D four four different. So you're going with A, one million to one point one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've already told me I'm wrong, so I, I, I'll stick with that. <laughs> but I am wrong. This is the so worst. Say, this is Billy. This is Billy Brownless. Area Isn't it? Of the quiz. I reckon it's this nearly is, as uh... bad. <laughs> the, the, the the correct answer. I, I now have. You know, a, a bit of respect for uh, for people who run quizzes because they're not as easy as they look when you plan them. Uh, D was the answer. It's one point four 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 million dollars, seven hundred and ninety dollars changed with just seven runners going around in the free for all. Obviously, equaliser four hundred. Uh, you've also got do it at over three hundred thousand, but that's staggering prize money. It's it's unbelievable, really. It goes to show what sort of what sort of race that was. I mean. You say there's only seven dogs in it, but there's seven dogs in it that can probably win on their day. So it's uh, that's what we want to see in our free-for-all race. Green light on, Premier Racing quiz time. So there we have it, Corey. Green light on, Premier Racing quiz. What do you what do you think about the stinger, mate? Pretty impressive. Oh, I love it, mate. I love your stingers. I still think the punters' punting club's my favourite. That's the uh, the OG, the one that I I really hang my hat on and and am proud to be part of this podcast because of that one. Run of the week. Run of the week from last Saturday night. Now, it's not just the winner, it's also the runners-up. Aston Tenge and Courteous Rico. I thought they were both really, really impressive performances here in the ninth race last Saturday night. About to run. They're set. Ready? Racing. It'll blow out fast on the inside. Courteous Rico slow to begin going fast. Serendi Juno takes the lead. Now from blue around the first turn. They were followed further back on the inside then by Aston Ten Sir Chappie. Courteous Rico followed further back then by well back to Beria Bale. And back of the tail, the fair there, Gypsy Vista. Down the back they go and the leader was in a blue. Led by a length or so down to Aston Ten Sir Chappie. Courteous Rico gets the outside stars to work home. Followed by Indy Juno coming to the turn. Now they bunch up getting through. Aston Ten hit the front. Courteous Rico flashing down the outside. Too late though. And it's Aston Tench from Curtius Rico. Gapway then, Sir Chappie, and also Tiberia Bale. They were followed then by Eddie Giotto and also in a blue. So the Aston Tench takes it out, defeating Courtius Rico. And uh, as the Hawks said, a bit too late there, Courtius Rico. I remember a, a race call a while ago, and Hawkswell went with too late, brother, I think it was. Or it might have even been a, a caller in the, the Queensland Gallops that went with that a couple of times, maybe up further north. But I thought they were both big runs. Aston Tench, he'd been knocking on the door, and I sort of gave him an outside chance in that race if he got the right run. But I feel like even though in defeat, Cordius Rico may well have even been a bigger run coming from nowhere and steps up to 600 metres tomorrow night. And I think that is the key. Uh, she's been looking for the 600 for a little while mm. now. I think she's got the fitness base up. She was a super run last week. She was a super run the week before as well. She's been putting it all together. Um, and the 600, I think that could be her go in time. Saturday's preview. Well, straight into the preview, 12 races, 12 winners, simple as that. Uh, Smithy, what are we going race one, mate, to kick off at 6.41? I'm each way all day, race one, number one, Aston Arena, I think just needs to beat the checkout in order to play a, a big role in the first race. How do you see that one? I mean, two weeks off, but the great mind's still <laughs> aligned. Aston Arena, I think she's the leader uh, each way, all day, like you said, most people know that I'm a I'm a win predominantly punter, but th- this is an each way special. I think Aston Rayner. I think she leads, mm. and, and whether she holds on or not, I'm not sure. 
but I think she definitely finds the front. I'm slowly, slowly changing you into a more careful punter <laughs> with an each-way play. $7 in the watchdog form guide. If we get that, lick the lips each-way, gamble all day. Uh, not gamble all day, gamble responsibly. <laughs> gamble all day, but do it responsibly. Race two, Smithy. How does this one play out, mate? I'll start with you. Uh, wide open mm. for mine. I've, I've landed on wipe the tears. Um, I, I can't really mount a strong case for it over others. I can mount a strong case for everything to win, but wipe the tears on top for me. I thought each way Wrangler Jane off that win last time out, but I, I do think uh, especially Rare's probably going to get a little bit stronger now, third go over 600. So I'd be playing those two if I was, but it is a tough race to, to have a look at. Uh, race number three, I'm here with number eight, What Could Be. I just like this Greyhound when he uh, when she draws out wide. Beat a good one, done working last time. And second go in succession over that 600 metres, I think might be the key after a nice win at Sandown last time. Yeah, I'm also with What Could Be. I think she may struggle to get across, but if she does, I think she's got a fair bit of upside on this field. And I think um, this is a distance range and, and she can run off and, and be hard to catch. Race four with Cordius Rico was the run of the week from last week. Despite being beaten, we spoke to Jared Fry about the potential of, of her being a bit of a stayer down the track uh, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And and not only that, I think she's going to make a nice broody down the track. She's uh, putting it all together, as you said, and I think she's a big each-way chance here. Yeah, no, I'm with Cordius Rico as well. I, I've Sometimes you just see greyhounds that are running over the 500 or shorter and you just put a line a little little asterisk there and say when it steps up I'm going to pile in and I think this is the case here with Cordius Rico it's not a good thing but over the 600 I think she's uh, she's definitely well suited I think race 5 whatever I say is going to be hard to beat jump from the 7 last week in the race 1 by Aston Lavinia had no luck at all just sort of having to work in the run a little bit and I think just picking up a little bit of fitness now is the, the greyhound I feel that's going to improve the most from that run last week and probably should have won last week so I think each way looks hard to beat number 1 whatever I say yeah, I agree. I think whatever I say is definitely the on-top selection. I could I could make a case for Aratusa Bale. If you're keen on Aratusa mm. Bale, I wouldn't talk you out of it, but I think they're the two that I'd be most interested in for sure. There's only a length and a half between them last week, so markets might be worth playing uh, and just keeping an eye on who goes where there. Race six, equaliser. Look, he, he was very, very unlucky last time. His run at the start prior was, was typical equaliser, powering home at Sandown, so... I'll, I'll go with him. I don't think there's a lot of early speed in the race, so he could maybe maybe lob leaders back, and if he's second or third through the first corner, he's going to be hard to hold out. Yeah, I've got Equalizer on top as well. Box one just suits him down to the ground. He can flop out as he normally does and, and be strong in the run home. I've got Gypsy Yankee as the leader on my map, mm. so I, I could I could encourage a little bit of an each-way play on Gypsy Yankee. I think Equalizer, all, all things equal. Uh, great pun there, Corey. Um <laughs> I think he just wins though. He's he's the fastest dog in the race, and he's he's been running. He's been in pretty good form with a few uh, few little blips that just just come from his racing pattern. This is the best podcast we've put together so far, no doubt about that. Race seven on with number three. Keep it black. Uh, a bit unlucky to be ran down last time, but oh, look, if he if he can begin like that again, uh, I think this is an easier assignment uh, than what he was up against last time. In saying that, you've got Jacks Bale, Fabriola, Duran, Shimmer Pearl, who are all in good form, but they're all to his outside. So hopefully he can cross, find the lead. They've got to get around him from there. Yeah, I've landed on Jack's Bale. I think Keeper Black's obviously the the main danger, and and those are the two that will probably um, be vying for the lead at the first corner. And I think whoever gets it out of those two will just be too hard to beat because I can't see either of them getting run down. I'm gonna go Jet Legger in the next uh, race eight. Speed to lead. I know you're a bit of a a Megat fan with Winlock Megat, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna go with Jet Legger each way. 
Yeah, I have landed on Winlock Meggett. I said it a few <laughs> podcasts ago that I think he's got plenty of ability and I think he's starting to put it together now. He's starting to learn what he's, or she, sorry, he's starting to learn what her, her racecraft is all about and I think she'll be a, a decent enough price. So each way, all day, you are converting me, Jimmy Boy. Mm, dynamic Prince, uh, odds on favourite marked in the watchdog in the next. Um, he, he's a serious conveyance, this dog. Huge win at Ballarat. Uh, hit the line hard in the derby at Hillsville. And what I like is he's been able to get that fitness with straight runs between his circle runs. Uh, and I think he'll be ready to fire from box number eight. A, a draw that he's already won from here at the Meadows in 29.93 last November. And I think it's fair to say he's a bigger, better, stronger dog now than he was then. Yeah, absolute clear on top. It'll just be what price you can kind of get for mine. Um, but Dynamic Prince, he looks very hard to beat from the wide draw. Yeah, I'm going to make him my best bet of the night. I know he's probably going to be 160, 170, but uh, he's rated as my best of the night. Race number 10, Mapunga Warriors. Speaking of prize money, as we did in the great quiz, this dog's earned nearly $200,000. Never really won a big race. He's just been a, a genuine city-class dog, and I think he meets, again, a, a winnable race. He finds himself back in fifth-grade company. That's the key for him. When he drops back in grade, he, he goes well, and when he draws inside, uh, he's a 10 times better dog than he is when he's drawn out wide. Yeah, Mapunga Warrior is clearly my on-top selection. He's the best greyhound in the race, but he also hasn't raced since the 16th of April. Um, and even then, he'd only had three runs on the trot, and he'd had a break before that as well. So I do want to see him again, and I think he might be a little bit short, but I can't find anything to beat him. I'm telling you now, being fresh isn't a bad thing. I had a nice little holiday up to Noosa, as you know, mate, and I've come back. Just <laughs> look, I've even got new quiz segments and everything, and I think it's a, a key to success sometimes. I can't wait for these quizzes moving forward. To, now that I've actually know that they exist, maybe I can do a little bit of homework on the meetings a bit, a bit further than what I do. <laughs> Just the form. Race 11. Here's an interesting dog. Fernando's Quest coming back from a staying campaign which had uh, him running fifth in a heat of the Group 1 Sandown Cup. He then goes back to 600 wins, gets ran down last week, and we see him go right back to, to 500 metres. It's almost a bit... Fanta Bailey, the way uh, the way this greyhound's racing at the moment, but speed to lead, not a a great race for depth, I don't think, and and off the inside it's going to be very hard to beat. And if he leads over five hundred, how do you run a dog down that's won over effectively seven hundred? Yeah, you can't is the is the answer to that. But it's a very interesting race. There's obviously dogs with six hundred and further form, Jigglypuff, Warringah, Bale as well, and then there's a dog stepping up to make a city debut in Zipping Scorcher, mm. and I think. Uh, I think if he can highball out in front, I, I just don't think Fernando's quest has been in races where he's had... I know he raced against Untapped not too long ago, but Zipping Scorcher is going to bring a whole different sort of pressure over that early stages. So I'm with Zipping Scorcher, mainly because I think his price will be a lot longer than Fernando's quest. And I think Fernando's quest will be short and the 500 isn't his go, but Zipping Scorcher on top for mine. That's a good point you make because Zipping Scorcher's got the speed to lead a 300, 400 metre race, whereas you look at Fernando's Quest, who has a lot of early speed, but has been racing dogs who are who are dead set stayers running over 700 metres. Yeah, exa- exactly right. It's, I mean, Fernando's Quest is the first split record holder over 730 metres here, so um, it's, it's a different sort of race, and, and that's why I've landed on Zipping Scorcher up in up in distance. How about time. this uh, bloody dog, Radek Bale? Absolutely launched home last week. I was going to tip him on top, but I went against him. Uh, he's, he's a million to one to run a place on the home corner, just absolutely going nowhere. Launches the last 75 metres and, and somehow runs second. I don't know if you saw the, the race, but... Um, that was almost the Radek Bale of old. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was very, very impressive. He's a strong dog, obviously. 
Um, but he just flops out. He's, mm. he's an interesting. It, it, if he if he wasn't such a slow beginner, you'd probably talk about him as a top liner or at least a, a free for all city class dog week in week out. But he's just that little rung below just because he doesn't nail the start. I think little tiger off the inside. I think I was actually pretty keen on her last week. Um, from box seven, him, sorry, I keep mixing the, the hims and hers up tonight, but um, Little Tiger, I think, from the inside is going to be very, very hard to beat and is my best bet of the night, Little Fair Tiger. Oh, there you is. go. Well, yeah. I'm, oh, by the way, I should have mentioned a moment ago, I'm not tipping Radek Bale, I was just taken, I was even just watching his replay then, and he uh, he absolutely launched home. Maybe Black Book him for a 600-metre race or maybe even a 650 somewhere soon. But I'm going to go with Zambora Ritchie. I just think his form's been really good. Uh, the run last time behind Gypsy Yankee was strong. And, look, clearly clearly, Little Tiger's going to be hard to beat, as you said. Was uh, a good place getter behind Amron Boy in quick time two runs ago. But uh, I'm going to settle with Zambora Ritchie number two. Hunters, punting club. It's a dead heat. It's a dead heat. There's nothing between them. Punters, punting club and the quiz stinger. They're both as good as each other, Corey. What do you reckon, mate? If you had to pick one to stay on the show, which one would it be? Oh, gee, that's like picking your favourite children. That's tough, but <laughs> Punters, punting club's just been been hanging around a bit longer, so I, I have a bit of a soft spot for it. I was going to say, it's an emotional connection you've got there. What are you doing <laughs> with the Punters, punting club this week, mate? Uh, I'm going to make it a little bit tougher on you here. I'm I'm going to have a multi. I'm going to have it's actually our two best bets of the night. So yours and mine. I'm going to have fifty dollar win multi. Dynamic Prince into Little Tiger in the last. So the listeners will have to stay up nice and late to ten thirty five to to see that last race. But I'm sure they will. And Dynamic Prince into Little Tiger is my multi play of the night. You know what? I'll I'll go a similar bet. Um, I'm going to go with Dynamic Prince to win. I was just going to go him fifty dollars the nose, but the profit's probably not going to be enormous. Hence, I'll go with him into Zambora Ritchie to run a place in the last race. And there's only two dividends. So it's probably going to pay similar to what Little Tiger pays for a win if he was to win. But um, that just just adds a little bit more intrigue as to staying up to 10.35 at night on a Saturday evening. Well, that's it. That'll be a nice little... uh, We'll we'll be uh, exchanging some text messages at the end of the night with a bit of banter (laughs) if either of ours get rolled, I reckon. But hopefully we can land Dynamic Prince first. If I get rolled, the phone will be turned onto that setting where you can't accept any phone calls and I'll go to bed. (laughs) Thanks for coming on, mate. It's been good fun. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. Inside Info. Inside info now for the Meadows, Saturday night Greyhound Racing in Melbourne Town. And the good news is the uh, the special guest I've got on the show, we've already had on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast, so we can skip all of the get-to-know and just get straight down to business. I speak of Emily as a party. She's good enough to join us again. Em, you're part of the family now. Yeah, <laughs> so good to be back on. Uh, we're going to skip straight to the form of uh, number seven tomorrow in a late race, race number 10. I speak of Impulse Buy. Now, could you firstly start by the name and the greyhound and how you, you came to train Impulse Buy? Um, so we uh, obviously uh, purchased her brothers to train and syndicated them out um, on the bit and rocker by bear. Um, and they were showing us a lot. Um, as pups and um, Graham was good enough to offer her to us Um, she didn't break in as well so um, we're lucky to get her for 5,000 which was obviously has turned into quite a bargain buy so um, we we it was a bit of a split decision to buy her so we um, 
yeah, she got the name Impulse Impulse Buy because it was it was that. <laughs> so it's like when they're selling chocolates at the front counter of a supermarket. That's how you bought this greyhound, effectively. Yeah, pretty much. Like, we, yeah, we we bought uh, bought the two boys, and yeah, she was sort of the throw-in. So, um, well, and she, she turned out to make the most money out of the lot. So. It's extraordinary, isn't it? Sixty-three thousand dollars prize money for a five thousand dollar impulse buy, as you call it. Not a not a bad result. How do you how do you see tomorrow night? The reason I've got you on, Em, I'm going to be blatantly honest. Is there's massive money around early in the week for impulse buyers. Been six dollars into four forty as soon as the markets open. So, obviously, there's a a little bit of confidence from the kennel down there. Yeah, um, she we gave her a little break and she's she's come back super um, trialing really well and um, she she hasn't ticked off the city win at the Meadows so I'm I'm trying to get one with her um, but yeah obviously I mean the Kangaroo in box two he's he, he's a really good dog but she's she's just got she's just got such good early pace and she used to be mad for the fence when she was younger but um, I mean the box shouldn't be too much of a worry now she sort of learnt how to race and she doesn't cut too hard so I think if she could get out in front she's she's definitely a massive go. Now you personally you've gone from being a, a person who's riding horses as a as a jockey on the way through to to now being a greyhound trainer how, how have you found that transition? I'm really enjoying it um yeah I, I really it's it's been really good um obviously I I've had plenty of luck, which always helps. Um, I didn't have much luck when I was riding, so um, it's it's been good. Um, yeah, it's it's different, but but it's but it's the same, you know, same competitiveness and um, yeah. Obviously, I get to do it with my partner Matt, and it's you know we're very much a family sort of affair at the farm. We we have our dads work with us, and um, yeah, it's been really enjoyable. And and Maddie would be no good riding home any winners either, would he, as a jockey? <laughs> no, he's actually never ridden a horse, so yeah. Um, yeah, he's got to tick that one off the bucket list. It's, but um, no, I don't imagine he would be. It's pretty it's training. Pretty full on. I've I've ridden a horse at a at a farm where they take you out on like a trail ride, and it's it's pretty full on. And I reckon I was going twelve kilometres an hour at, at best. But uh, how how far did you get into being a jockey, and how far did you take it? Um, I had twenty three or twenty four race rides. Yeah. Um, so not too far in, um, never got a winner, unfortunately. I had some very close seconds, <laughs> but, um, yeah, never, never got a winner, but uh, I just, just, um, the way things worked out, I probably never got a, got a massive crack at it. And I just, I think I just lacked a bit of the, I mean, it takes a lot of drive obviously to, and my, my weight didn't come a hundred percent naturally either. So I had to work at it a fair bit. Um, so yeah, it all, all just probably got on top of me a bit much. They're they're very strong willed. They're good jockeys, and <laughs> um, I find this I find this a bit easier, <laughs> thankfully. And, and how would you describe riding a horse in a race compared to being a greyhound trainer standing behind the box watching your dog in a race? Is it a similar type of feeling? Um, I get I definitely get a, a similar thrill, but um, I sort of like with the dogs that. You know, once you've boxed them, you sort of think, oh, well, I've, I've done all I can do, you know, yeah. whereas riding's definitely a lot more, um, a lot more pressure, you know, you're riding for obviously owners, you're riding for a trainer, um, there's a lot more, a lot more pressure on you to do what the, you know, they, once they hand you off onto the track, it's all up to you, you know, but when you, when you box the dog, you just sort of, you know, you've done everything that you can. So it's, it's probably a, 
less pressure, but it's the same. It's the same thrill. Um, yeah. Extremely interesting stuff. Well, good luck uh, again for tomorrow night. We wish you well with Impulse Buy and obviously the future as well. No worries. Thanks, James. Emily has a party. Terrific to have her on the show. And as I said a moment ago, she's becoming part of the family. Once you get somebody on twice, they are 100% a part of the green light on Premier Racing Team. So we wish her well with her runner, Impulse Buy, at the Meadows tomorrow. As I always say, you want to know more about Greyhound Racing, get on the socials, follow GRV, everything you need to know. I was just scrolling through the calendar there are so many good races coming up here in Victoria. A couple of uh, great eights returning as well, which I'm excited about. So not just in the city, but also in the in the country as well. So looking forward to uh, to all that eventuating. That wraps up another episode of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. Been good fun. Corey Smith's a legend. Emily has a party's a legend, and the quiz was sensational. We'll see you next time. 